Okay. Oh, yes. As we begin, the dogs will start lapping up some water. And barking. That's actually me. I'm really thirsty. Do you want something to drink? I'm drinking something right now. Oh, sorry. As you can hear. Sorry. I'm drinking while I talk at the same time. That's very impressive. Yeah. Are we... That's that's how I seduced my wife. I... So she told me. Yeah. She's told me a little too much about that. (laughs) Uh, Are we on... uh, Yes, now now we're recording. uh, Were we recording a second ago? Yes. Exciting. Okay. There's a school of thought... That's wrong. That that is (laughs) pissing off a lot of people that says uh, anyone but Bernie uh, or would be just like Trump. Uh, The fact of the matter is there are big differences. Admittedly, uh, I'm a huge Bernie supporter and uh, am hoping and crossing my fingers and doing everything I can short of sacrificing that's, my large that's dogs. Me. No, that's me walking around. I just haven't trimmed my, my toenails. Yeah, you really need to trim your toenails. Uh, uh, I'm really hoping Bernie wins the nomination and the presidency. However, uh, I do believe any one of the other scallywags running on the Democratic side uh, would be a substantial improvement, far from perfect, but a substantial improvement over Trump. I think if you just take a look at environmental policies, to pick one very narrow spot, and what Trump has done uh, as far as clean water, clean air, asbestos, uh, the uh, uh, selling off of some of the most exquisite national monuments uh, in the country, I think that's it's a huge deal. I think that all of those policies will continue. No, they won't. But they had their origins before the Trump administration. Uh, Bears Ears National Monument and the Grand Escalante, I believe, were set aside by Clinton and Obama. Which president was called the Fracker-in-Chief? True, but times have changed. Back then, I don't believe they were aware. I know I wasn't aware uh, of uh, just how damaging all that was for the environment. Fracking? For for for, uh, I think if you go back uh, five or six years, uh, the school of thought was, yes, we need to do something about climate change, but it's not nearly as urgent as it has, as it apparently is. Uh, and uh, I am totally against fracking, uh, drilling for oil, and uh, coal mining. However. And I was, I was then also. But I think it, see, we were still going to use the if, oil. If you go by, like their positions, you are against every single position of the Democratic candidates, except the only thing. Yes, yes, you are. The only thing that's that they've got going for them is the D next to their names. That's it. Every position they will, they say they will do good things, but we know what they will do when they are in office because they always behave the same way. I do believe that they will. Not go nearly far enough, but I believe they will move in a better direction than Trump. I, 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 they won't. I, I, I strongly disagree. You know, I was going to post something about this online, actually, because um, another resistance. Everybody is mad at you online. Yeah, everyone's really angry at me online. (laughs) Uh, Even my cousin, who has never communicated with me on the internet. Which cousin? Uh, Aaron. Did he communicate with you today? He did, publicly. Not today. It was a couple of days ago. What did he say? He thought it was... um, He said, uh, I believe the word he used was disgusting. (laughs) I said I was burning her bust. I'm not voting for any... Like, actually, if it were Tulsi, I think I'd vote for her. 
Um, maybe, I mean, Andrew Yang is completely out of his element when it comes to describing anything other than giving a thousand dollars a month to people. But Yang, Yang has but, just cut his staff. Yang will be out. I know. I know. I know. Um, no, there's no way Tulsi's going to win either. But um, I'm just saying that if they were the nominee, I mean, like, yeah, they seem like they don't seem like they're connected to the same, you know, cadre of shitheads. Uh, that wow, that's the name of the. If I had been like on on the trail with the Democratic nominees. I could call my book Cadre of Shitheads. Um, yeah, they're not part of that that group. So, um, no, but um, yeah, I wanted to post this online today, but I didn't get around to it because I banned myself from Facebook for uh, 24 hours. Because Was I, it all those I, people holding torches outside of your house all night last night? <laughs> yeah. No, actually, you know, you know, right, have you you've seen the torches that my wife purchased? No? Uh, it was like, she got like these electric torch. They look like, you don't know what Diablo is, but they look like something out of Diablo. What's um, Diablo? It's a video game that involves like torches going into dungeons and battling demons from, I think there was a relatively new one, but it's mo it's an older game, I guess. Uh, if you're an old guy like me. Um, anyway, there's a lot of like torches, you know? And so that's, these are like electric torches. So they're lights but they kind of flicker. They they look like torches from maybe 10 feet away. But if you get closer, they just look like pixelated fire, I guess. Cool. All right. And All they right. have solar panels on top, so you don't need oh, to plug them in. Oh, that's great. I guess. I mean, I think it's kind of superfluous, but she wanted them to like help guide her out of the driveway or something. I don't know. Good um, for her. I mean, I Does can't... she back out of the driveway? That's a long driveway. She doesn't back out of the driveway. Okay. Um, no need to describe our driveway to our... Enemies. Um, um, quick question. Is she a good driver? Um, no. <laughs> uh, does she, she can, know you would say that? Yes, I think she does. Um, she can handle the drive between here and Bar Harbor. Yeah. But, and she drove in Korea, which is not easy. It's insane in Korea. But she crashed a car once, a little bit, in Korea. Um, Didn't you crash the car a little bit in Korea too? Yeah. Um, but I was. But the thing is, like, you have an excuse. <laughs> I was, I was driving, all the time, every day for years, and. I, didn't I describe the crash I got into like last week or the week before? Yeah, you were like backing yeah. up in a narrow alleyway or yes, something. Yes, yes, an alleyway that's like as narrow as if you held out your arms. Okay, that's how, and it was surrounded and by cement. And your car was a tiny car. It, it was, was amazing how it was, small it that was, car was. It was a great car though. Um, and it, it was small, yet could fit you, me, yeah, yeah. Uh, your mom, yeah. and both the boys. I still don't know how we did that. It was a wonderful car. I think uh, we actually had Angelica in that car also. Uh, occasionally, just yeah, all of just, us in that just, tiny yeah, little car. It was like it wasn't comfortable. It was like one of those English phone booths on wheels, basically. Yes, yes. Um, with like fifty people crammed inside. Yeah. So uh, yeah, she like no, I think you know she would probably argue with me if I said she was a bad driver, but she doesn't like to drive. She just wants me to drive um, all the time. So because I'm a feminist, I do all the driving. Um, and. Why, why are you asking me? I'm like, uh, I'm like really tired because we, we just we we just kind of stumbled into this part of the conversation. We we had a snow day yesterday. That's me playing with uh, my toy, my chew toy. Um, we had a snow to a snow day yesterday, so I had to babysit my kids for an extra day, and I've been babysitting them all day today. And it's now three o'clock in the afternoon, so it's a day and a half of uh, babysitting. Um, and then last night I stayed up late to watch the uh, debate. 
Um, any, but anyway, uh, I don't even remember what... Oh, okay. I wanted to tell it. So yeah, one of the um, resistors on Facebook was talking about how Trump is not normal. And um, the response... Let me, let me read to... Oh, here comes a certain somebody who has a certain something she would like to say to certain people. You could probably say it. It wouldn't reflect badly on you. Would you care to introduce yourself? I'm Ian's mom. My name is Annie. I used to um, be a Warren backer, but once she back once she backed off Medicare for all, I became a Bernie backer. Oh, congr congratulations! We really appreciate it. Thanks. Well, it's important to know you backed Hillary in the 2016 election. Yes. Uh, and. Uh, you're a little pissed at Hillary now, too, because of her anti-Bernie statements. Yeah, I, I didn't like that at all. What would you say to people who are planning on voting for anyone except Bernie in the primary? I think people already understand how terrible our healthcare system is. And I hope people would understand that Bernie is the only candidate who's talking seriously about fixing it. So if you're really thinking about voting for somebody else, I think you really need to think about whether or not you're going to need health care in the near future. But these are all just pipe dreams of Bernie's. He can't get anything done without watering down his ideas for Republicans. I don't agree with that because uh, we already have, I don't know how many tens or hundreds of thousands of people on quote-unquote, government health care. It's not going to be a huge transformation for us all to be on government health care. Do you think that um, Bernie prevented Hillary from becoming president in 2016? No, I don't. I think uh, Russia prevented Hillary from becoming president in 2016. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> let's, let's... Can, I, can I interject here? Yes. I think Russia played a part. I think Hillary played a part. She made some big mistakes. Uh, and I think the Democratic Party played a part in sabotaging Bernie in that election, And too. I think the Electoral College also played a part. The Electoral Co College was it, a huge part, yes. It needs to go. Well, there are strong rumors now that actually Bernie won Iowa in 2016 as well. That, I mean, like, the, they came... It was like four of these SDEs. I think that's how many more Hillary had than Bernie in 2016. But we didn't know the vote count back then because they didn't publish it. They only published the, the, the raw vote count now because Bernie made them after his supposed... But he can't get anything done. <laughs> okay. Nice chatting with oh, you guys. Oh, but wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, wait. If you told <laughs> your social milieu that you were voting for Bernie, what kind of what kinds of criticisms do you think you would hear from them and how would you respond to those criticisms? Um... I, I work in an all-woman in uh, office, uh -huh. and um, and I agree with them in part. Um, I think women really would like to see a woman candidate, uh -huh. and Elizabeth Warren is a very very strong candidate. But um, for for me personally, it's Medicare for all. Uh -huh. You know, I have I went a long time without any health insurance, uh -huh. which was extremely difficult. Uh -huh. And now that I have health insurance, it's actually more expensive because we used to have Obamacare and we had, you know, affordable premiums and an excellent uh, health care package. 
And now it's costing me close to $1,000 a month in premiums. I've got a $2,500 deductible and a $7,000 out-of-pocket limit per person. I, I never understand the difference between the deductible and out-of-pocket. Out-of-pocket <laughs> is like what you pay out of your own pocket of things that they don't cover. Like if you get sick or in an accident or break an arm or uh, experience any even the slightest discomfort. Well, right, right. like the copays that you have to pay. Yeah. Any anything that you have to pay out of your own pocket for your health care that say the you insurance doesn't cover. Say you break your neck falling down the stairs, the insurance company might say, "Sure, we'll kick in five hundred dollars for you to, you know, have major surgery." Yeah, they're gonna say they'll surgery. pay up to right. you know, and and the actual ten thousand right, dollars. Right, but the actual cost is many times that. Well, and that's your out of pocket. Right. Okay, getting it now. That's if you pay it. Do you think, what what would you say is more important for women in America and the world? Having a president like Elizabeth Warren or Amy Klobuchar or having a president who favors Medicare for all in the White House? Well, right now, I would say Medicare for all. Mm -hmm. But I think in the future, I think we'd have a better chance of not going to war if we had a, a woman president. Well, I think, I mean, I'm not going to debate that with you, but I think that, well, I mean, we've had nothing but guys for hundreds of years. We could give it a try, I guess. But uh, I think and that... We've been at war for hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, Bernie will be choosing a woman as his vice president. Okay. And then maybe she'll assassinate him, especially if he chooses Hillary what? Clinton. Why would you say that? If he chooses Hillary Clinton, she'll make sure to <laughs> take care of him within I, I don't think he seconds. would choose Hillary Clinton. No, no. But... I, uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No. That's another eat my hat. I will proudly eat my hat if that happens. And, I, mm -hmm. you know, even if he did, I don't think she'd accept it. And, you know, I don't think Elizabeth Warren would accept it either. Why although not? that would be pretty... I think she would. That'd be pretty awesome. I don't know why she wouldn't. I mean... I mean, I was enraged by Elizabeth Warren just a few weeks ago, but now my rage has shifted to Mayor Pete. So <laughs> I, I'm not really as angry at her. And she uh, she kind of insult She attacked him pretty effectively with one word yesterday. I thought she was good um, in the debate yesterday. What, what did she say? Um, he gave this bullshit answer, just, like, I, I've spent a lot of time reading about Mayor Pete, so I knew that he was lying, like, every, every word that came out of his mouth was a fucking lie about when the moderator actually was asking him tough questions about why his fucking racist cops keep, uh, arresting the living shit out of every fucking black person in South Bend, and he was like, well, actually, because of our values, you know, values, 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 truth and values, um, did he mention values? No, he said that... Like overall, marijuana arrests were lower than in the rest of the country, but it's a like lie. that wasn't. Well, that might be true, but the I question was why? Are, no, they, why are you arrest? The truth is that they arrest way more black people uh, proportionately than in Indiana, which is already like racist as fuck. Pretty racist state. And then they even also no greater. No offense, Indiana. Um, and also greater than um, <coughs> the United States as a whole, which is also racist as fuck. So, no offense, uh, United States. You're pretty pretty fucking racist. So what did she say? They so Pete gave his bullshit answer and then uh, re basically refused to answer the question and then they said to Warren like is Pete did Pete give a, an effective answer or something and she was like no <laughs> and then and then she moved on to something else okay. and she and Bernie she, had a very nice chat at the end I saw them talk well I would be ecstatic if the two of them were on the same ticket um, I would prefer Nina Turner to be our vice president you know I I, I really like Nina Turner. But she's going to scare a lot of white folks. That's, that's I think those the kinds of white folks who are scared of Nina Turner need to be scared. Yeah, but they're not going to elect Bernie president. I think they will. I was actually thinking to myself, 
about our... Okay, bye, All guys. All right, thank you. Thank you for your endorsement. Bye. It was very nice yes. chatting with yes. you both. Yes, you as well. Yes. We should talk again sometime. I was thinking that our Republican neighbors would be voting for Bernie um, when he becomes our nominee. Um, they'll be voting for him for president, uh, and they will, they will never vote for Mayor Pete, um, who's bas it's basically uh, Pete. It's really Pete or Bernie or Bloomberg. Those are kind of the only ones who have a Bloom chance. Bloomberg is scaring me, but I think he's just kind of tone deaf. You know, being short isn't a disqualifier for being president, but I think being tone deaf in this day and age is. Uh, I just, and I think, I don't remember if we recorded that I said, if a person is a billionaire, you're allowed to say whatever you want. That was the last thing you said before. You can, you can, ins you can insult them however you please. You know, not, I mean, no, being short does not automatically make someone bad. Just to ask Bilbo Baggins. But, That's um, right. There you go. Definitely, Mike. We'll, we'll some of my best friends, here. some of my best friends are short. Yeah. I have two short people living at my house right now. That's right. That's right. Um, so I wanted to... Okay, I keep wanting to read this this thing that I wrote about uh, someone was saying on Facebook that Trump is not normal. And so I wrote, um, in what way is Trump not normal, basically? You bastard. Just as one example, family separation has a long history in the USA, extending back centuries to slavery, um, the ongoing travesty that is the prison industrial complex, and the continuing genocide of Native Americans. Millions of families were separated by the Obama administration alone, which we talked about last a couple of episodes ago. I've, I've got two two, hink, two links here to prove it. Um, feel free to interject at any time, but maybe you shouldn't interject here because we already argued about this for like an hour. Um, but you can interject later. The recent crisis at the border was created by centuries of American imperialism, most notably by the Obama Clinton by Obama Clinton overthrowing the democratically elected leader of Nicaragua. And replacing him with a right-wing lunatic. Who, Nicaragua? Yes. I thought Nicaragua was ruled by uh, uh, the uh, former communist uh, who headed up the... Are you sure it's not El Salvador that you're talking about? I, I, it, I have two links here saying it's Nicaragua. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so uh, they overthrew that guy and replaced him with a right-wing lunatic who drove, I think, millions of desperate people to flee that country. So does that count as election, election interference, would you say? Uh, anytime we install our hand-picked person, uh, uh, you know, I'm thinking of El Salvador, not Nicaragua. That's what it is. I mean, we've done it yeah, yeah. all over the place. Yeah, we, we, so. we have a long history of doing this. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody said, uh, I know we discussed Iran at some point, that it was, oh, what were we, we were, it was, it was either a documentary or a, a very true to life movie where they were saying the overthrow of Mossadegh in Iran uh, was actually done by the Iranian military. We didn't stop it. It wasn't, it wasn't done by who, us. Who's, who said this? I wish I could remember. It just was, this is like the party line. Uh, a friend of mine uh, from North Africa uh, commented on a similar, a similar statement. The lab? Yeah. This guy? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and another friend, both, both of these guys are really smart people. They're like, we weren't aware that this was an internal he, he Iranian was, you thing. Know, you know what he was saying earlier a few days ago? He was like, 
he was going I think it was going on about the usual bullshit about like something involved the democratic primary and i was like dude aren't you like not even a registered democrat like why the fuck are you even talking about this why why uh, hang, on, hang on hang on no you can you can i was just like why are you telling people how to vote it was he was saying something about how democrats needed to choose the right person to be trump and i was like what the fuck do you care why are you telling us how to vote hang on here hang on no 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 why are you telling us how to vote when you won't even fucking stick your neck out to register to to mark a box on a fucking piece of paper you know that's that's the question. You can complain about, you don't have to vote to complain about the government. I guess so. That kind of invalidates what I said, what I just said. Yes. <laughs> but yes. It still, totally serious, it. seriously, just like. <sighs> I was I was an independent for a long time, and I registered as a Democrat so I could have some influence over the lesser of two evil parties. I had a, a Twitter exchange with. Um, Tiffany, whatever. I saw that. That was very interesting. She just because there's some people on Twitter. I think actually I was t- I, before we started recording. I referred to Jennifer Rubin as Jennifer Rube um, because everything she says is super dumb. But she is smart in that she never takes the bait when I like you know throw some insults She's at got her. Tens of thousands of people commenting on her posts. Yeah, but I'm I'm I mean whatever. Uh, but there are others. There are other blue checks on Twitter who will respond to me if I if I say something to them, even if I sent like I, last night I was sending um, the rat emoji to Mayor Pete. Oh Jesus! Um, but uh, he didn't answer me there. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, Tiffany, whatever her name is, always responds to me, and always just moves. well, she's a main politician, and you know her, right? She was. Uh... I don't think I've met her. No, actually, no, I thought she was something. That woman. Was running. She was uh, running on Deer Isle. No, no, that's different. That's okay. not her. Okay. <laughs> no, she was running for Jared, like Bruce Pelican's seat. Bruce and Pelican. Bruce Pelican's seat. Fly, Pelican, fly! Look at the Pelicans. Um. Yeah, and I thought she, I I thought she was okay. I still maybe kind of think she's okay because she pissed off our local like indivisible group, and so for a, lo- a lot of the time, like. For them, anyone they hate, I will at least consider liking. Um, so that even includes Vladimir Putin. Um, but uh, yeah, like she she positions herself as like this, you know, reasonable moderate who doesn't belong to either party. And she has this whole thing about like buying local or buying only like products made in the state of Maine. And so that I, I say like... Does that mean that as soon as it crosses the main border, it becomes pure evil? But once, you know, it's inside the main border, is it not evil? Or, like, even if it's made in Maine but produced with products, you know, from outside the state, like, what measure of evil does it have exactly? Um, well, there could be a commission or an organization that would evaluate that. It's just ridiculous. It's like uh, that quote from the Revolutionary War when the guy was like, what's the difference between, you know, 5,000 tyrants one mile away and one tyrant 5,000 miles away. It's like, we're still, we're still surrounded by small business tyrants. So, um, it, the problem is the system. The problem, it's not, the issue is not that we're, we just need to be buying local because what the fuck does local even mean? Where does, how, how far do you have to go before it's no longer local? I guess if you can't answer that question, then maybe you need to reevaluate. Um, and anyway, somehow I got around to, she, she said something about how, like, there's more to the world than just two ideologies. And so I said, like, how can you comment on socialism when you haven't read a single book about socialism? And she was like... Oh. Always the tactful approach. 
Yeah, and then I asked, like, would you trust a lawyer who hadn't read any books about law? And she, she gave... Uncon she, as, as always, in every debate I have with every single person, I just comp was totally triumphant. I just was standing on well, this okay. person's broken back. Um, I believe she said she would consider endorsing Bernie at the end of the conversation. Was that the, No, the that's, again, you're confusing her with somebody else. Was that the person from Deer Isle? Yes. Ah, okay, then I didn't see this conversation. Yes. Uh, no, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was a much more productive conversation because uh, it looked like she might actually do it. But yeah, I was like, I sent her the, I, I sent this Tiffany person um, the Communist Manifesto just online, and I was like... This is the Tiffany that was running for governor? For Congress. For Congress. So it's not... There's a lot of Tiffany. It begins with a B. I don't remember. It doesn't even matter. Maybe it matters to her, but that's about it. Uh, I, so I sent her the Communist Manifesto, and I was like, "What? Like, what? What are you afraid of? Why? Like, why won't you know? You can just look at it, and if it's totally wrong, it should be pretty easy for you to to dismantle, right? There's nothing to be afraid of, is there?" And then, and then she just stopped talking with me. Okay. And that explains why the CIA has surrounded your house. Did you see? I sent you the article. <laughs> about Pete's lengthy involvement with the CIA. I haven't had a chance to <laughs> read that yet. <laughs> it's just, uh, I can... I can yeah, this is important stuff. This is, I think this is very important. I mean, he wouldn't be Maybe the first... To vote for. He wouldn't be the first no, CIA no. asset uh, first, in the uh, White House. Bush president, yeah. actually the director of the CIA. Yeah. Um, just a second. It might, it might mess up the record. And it's kind of amazing how ineffectual he was considering... His access to all kinds of underhanded techniques. Well, I mean, the race isn't over yet, so we can we can celebrate. No, I'm talking about uh, uh, oh, George, George H. W. Bush. Yeah. Um. Hang on, it's I'll cut this out. So okay, so according to an article in the Gray Zone, I I really like the Gray Zone a lot. I've I've been sending art their articles to you. Um, the article's titled, Media Darling Pete Buttigieg was in a unit that worked with the CIA in Afghanistan. <laughs> and the quote I took out was, Buttigieg spent six months in Afghanistan in 2014 with a little-known unit that operated under the watch of the Drug Enforcement Administration. It was the Afghanistan Threat Finance Cell, or ATFC, according to his appointment papers. The job description in his discharge papers is blank, <laughs> which was my favorite part. That's kind of his work history in general. Uh, the, the company he worked for here, you know, specifically... McKinsey. Like, McKinsey, right. Like, his actual job description, I believe, is blank. His, he was... He won't even talk about exactly what he did at McKinsey, but he is suspected of being involved in fixing bread prices in Canada. An important job for it, anyone. It's like... How do you even do that? Um, I mean... The way it works, what I have heard, is that with McKinsey, um, they are consultants. So when a company needs an excuse to fire a bunch of its workers, they will pay a McKinsey consultant like $50,000 to come in and say, you know, these workers are inefficient, so you should get rid of them. So what, how that works with bread prices, I can't really say that I really know. Um, but yeah, uh, Mayor Pete was a CIA, like at least working alongside CIA, that we know for sure, um, and that he was involved in the drug war in Afghanistan, which, as you know, was Another a, a great stunning, success story. stunning success. Uh, and then there was, I can open it up again, I shouldn't have closed it, the bit about, we, we know about Pete's involvement with the Southmen police um, and how racist and fucked up that is. So you know about the, um, like the wiretapping issue and how he fired his black or demoted his I don't know about the wiretapping issue. I know he fired the black... Wasn't he the chief of police? The chief of police, um, yes. 
I mean, this is another article from the Young Turks, um, a very lengthy and... Can't um, trust them. What's wrong with them? They're Turkish. Uh, no, just uh, Cenk. Cenk is, is the Turk Turkish leader, but whatever. Um, Be World War One all over again. Or as Trump called, said, World War Six. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. But anyway, so in January 2012, Pete Buttigieg stepped into the South Bend, Indiana mayor's office after winning the city's first open mayor election in 24 years. South Bend has uh, had three African-Americans in visible high-level and public leadership positions. Mayor's assistant, Lynn Coleman, fire chief, Howard Buchanan, and police chief, Dara Boykins. In three months, all three would be gone. Um, and then they also documented how there were like maybe 20 or so black police officers on the police force and then within a few years that number had been cut by like two-thirds or something and the police officers repeatedly complained publicly about favoritism towards white white police officers and all kinds of institutional racism basically and they frequently mentioned Pete Buttigieg by name when they were uh, saying what you know where where is this problem coming from so it's like I don't know like we all hate Pete Buttigieg it's pretty like a mentally healthy thing to like thoroughly loathe Pete Buttigieg but you know, like the digger you deep, the deeper you dig. Excuse the, me. I like the digger. The digger you, digger deep, you deep. The digger you deep with um, Much Pete Buttigieg. You just find more and more bullshit. It's just like you think he's just like one of these regular, terrible, empty neoliberal um, fuck nuts. Whatever. Yeah. But then you find out like, oh, it isn't all empty rhetoric. Actually, this dude was like. Uh, you know, ruining the lives of African-Americans, maybe because he specifically hated them or he was trying to ingratiate himself with the white police force. I or would something. say probably that more than anything else. Uh, I think, you know, ultimately, though, if you say, I don't believe anything I've read about Pete, my issue with Pete, aside from all this horrible, just ridiculously awful shit that you've discussed... Oh, there's, there's way more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. But... Last night, and, and this is every time I've heard him speak, he comes across as over-rehearsed, mm -hmm. and he's also, I, I, I have been spoken down to by many people in my life, <laughs> even though I'm not sure, I'm not going to say specifically by who, but it's been a problem as the youngest of four kids that I've had my entire life, and it's kind of a sore spot. And the tone he takes, which is kind of similar to my tone right now, he, no, he, so. he he tends to talk down to his audience, uh -huh. and he frames it with well-rehearsed lines, uh, and it just, I don't see any sincerity. And I'm going to change the subject briefly here, because while I'm not a big supporter of Amy Klobuchar, uh, her final, her closing statement last night, I thought was really good. I, I, I kudos to her for that. It uh, would be hard for anyone to disagree with her. I she was extolling the virtues of Franklin Roosevelt. And uh, and uh, I thought I thought she was sincere. Okay? Buttigieg doesn't have an ounce of that. And I'm not even a Klobuchar supporter. But I gained respect. I mean, at this point, like I said, I think Buttigieg is the only one. It's Buttigieg and Bloomberg are the only ones who can stop Bernie, as far as I can tell. I moment. think Biden is kind of bowing out. I think he's trying to... He's not... Oh, he was like... I thought he was fighting for his life. He was initially, but he really kind of faded the last part of the debate, I thought. I was fading the last part of the debate, too, so... I was, I was pretty stoked, because we just watched 
several movies because our internet had been out. And I, was, uh, I was very excited when it came back I, on. And... I had the most pleasant evening. That's like, if the internet goes out but we don't lose power, it's like, it's just so... It's really nice. <laughs> really, really nice. We, My wife and I were like reading books together. Oh, it was great. I was reading... Still, still working on the book about Adolf Hitler. Um, I really do want to look at that. It's great. Talking. It's great. I it's really all, want to read that. Man, that shit just, it just, oh, it's crazy. Like what I discovered yesterday, it's like, you know that his maybe you don't know this. His mom got breast cancer Didn't when, know it. when he was, I think, around sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. His dad died when he was, I think, nine or ten or so. I'm probably wrong about that, but it was around that age. And so his mom got breast cancer, and she was tended by a Jewish doctor. Okay. Okay. And um, the doctor tried to save her, but failed. And Hitler, nonetheless, was like very cordial with the doctor, and like would send him hand-painted postcards or birthday wishes or something. Very valuable artwork. Yeah. Well, now it is. Yeah. Um, I think actually Hitler is not a bad artist. Honestly, I've looked uh, at his paintings. I think they're okay. I don't think they're, they're great. Really. Just run-of-the-mill art student stuff. There's nothing special about them. Well, it's better than what I can take, do. So. Well, yeah, take some art courses. You can do that too. Um, that's. Uh, can you say something positive about Adolf Hitler, please? He, he's dead. <laughs> In the name of civility, he's dead. <laughs> even even if you know these conspiracy theories are true, and he survived the Second World War, and went to South America and lived in the lap of luxury, uh, incognito. He's dead now. There's no more debate about I, whether or not Hitler is alive. I wanna, and I think that's a good thing. I want to start a conspiracy theory about how Hitler actually got all kinds of crazy surgery when he moved to Argentina and became Evita Perón. Oh, and, I, I thought that was a fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe there, yeah, there should be a book called, like, The Adventures of Adolf Hitler, and it's about... Post-Second World War life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I but, like, that. he's... Traveling the universe and like flying saucers that come Hopefully. out of Antarctica, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's go back. You can tie a lot of conspiracies together. Through well, there, your... there is the. Have you heard of the Illuminatus trilogy? That's like, it's like every conspiracy theory up it, until it all goes back to the Illuminati. Yeah, um, it's a pretty fun, fun book. It's like every conspiracy theory that existed up until the nineteen seventies all combined into one fairly long but entertaining novel well that's good that's good i'd like to look at that too and just let's not forget that if the illuminati aren't controlling you george soros is well yeah i mean we're all for me it's capital i, I guess for me it's like a system it's not necessarily individuals it's capitalism that's ruining everything if you're a trump it's i guess like I don't, I don't even want to go there. Like, who does Trump blame for his problems? I guess anyone who happens to get in his way on a certain day. But it, let's, go, let's go back to Hitler and the Jewish doctor, okay? Let me finish my point on that. Um, so the Jewish doctor tried to save his mom. He apparently appreciated that, sent him some cards, and even, like, smuggled him out of Germany before the final solution was really... Um, Rolling. Yeah. So, uh, but the speculation in the book states that, like... Hitler, because it's a it's a Freudian book, and so the guy thinks that. Let me see if I can get this right. Hitler transferred his emotions related to his father onto the Jewish doctor, who you know like got too in intimate with his mom by like you know uh, she had to get a mastectomy. Is yep. that what it's called? Yep. Um, which and Hitler was also, according to this book, almost certainly um, he had only one 
scrotum or whatever, like one, one ball, testicle. one testicle. Um, so like, his, I'm hoping you don't have more than one scrotum. <laughs> I have actually several. Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> so like his mom had only one breast and Hitler had only one testicle. Um, and so Hit and Hitler, like his Hitler's dad was like one bad fucking dude. Like I talked about how I think he wouldn't even say Hitler's name, but he would call for Hitler by whistling the same way that he called his dog. Like that's the kind of guy this, this dude is. Um, so all of the rage that he felt toward his father who either neglected him or abused him, like his father would beat the children, beat the wife, beat the dog, uh, until the dog like wet the floor. That's, those are the terms. Okay. It's like, this dude is really, really fucked up. I mean, obviously he's fucked up. Look at what happened to his son. Um, and so like, and around the time that Hitler's mom died is when Hitler really started becoming um, an anti-Semite. Like, I think maybe he was sort of, there were some references to that earlier. He was kind of casually anti-Semitic, like most people apparently are. Um, but that's when it became just this overwhelming, defining passion of his existence. It's good to have a passion. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it comes back to the Jewish doctor. Like, if only the doctor had been, like, a capitalist, then uh, Hitler would have become... A socialist and save use his energy to save the universe instead of uh you know murdering uh, 50 million people yeah i guess yeah um that's kind of crazy of me to say because who the hell knows I mean, maybe he was doomed to become an anti-semite regardless of what happened but uh, you you had really in europe and especially germany uh, a culture that was anti-semitic i know it was like even I'm, though I'm, most of the jews in germany had been assimilated uh, they were viewed by most Germans as outsiders. Also viewed by Trump's press secretary. Remember that guy, the Dancing with the Stars guy? Who what is he? Like, when he was talking about like Bashar al-Assad, he was like, like even Hitler wouldn't murder his own people. He only murdered, and that's where he stopped. But he was like, you know, he was murdering Jews, which don't belong to any country, <laughs> right. or something like right. that. But uh, no, and I was not blaming the Jewish doctor for the final solution, by the way, uh, because. But I was just, you know, pointing pointing to the maybe maybe where a small part of this came from. Obviously, wh why did the final solution happen? Because of World War One, because of the situation in Germany, because of the situation in Europe, because of the family Hitler was born into, because his family had like all these weird incestuous relationships, and like all of Hitler's cousins and brothers and sisters were like hand hand handicapped or or cavorting. Um, yeah. I don't even know what like politically correct term I'm supposed to use now um for that so uh yeah that's uh that's what I got I can't wait to read this book well I I, I there's like I underline shit on like every page it's uh it's just there's so much interesting stuff in there yeah he's just a perfect storm of the most unbelievably awful shit you can imagine almost like a like like white trash I guess um but in Europe a hundred years ago but like really, really, really bad, I guess. Yeah, that's my in-depth explanation of Adolf Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know you hate this term, but I'm gonna just throw it out there. Okay, roll your eyes forward. <laughs> uh, uh, human nature does come to play. You say you blame it all on capitalism, but I think there's an instinctual uh, uh, characteristic of people to see the other, meaning 
uh, in our society, people with other skin colors. Uh, in Germany and in Europe, uh, it was the Jews because they looked different, just barely enough. Uh, I think that it's tribalism, it's a pack mentality, which back when we were all, you know, living in small bands, hunter-gatherer bands, you know, we were competing for resources with the other hunter-gatherer bands, and there was probably occasional killing of other hunter-gatherer bands to either take their things or to stop them from killing us for our things. And I think, I think it's, I think, I really think, yes, I agree capitalism is, is you know, responsible for all kinds of atrocities, but I think, I think some of it's in the human DNA also. Yeah, you can make that argument that... I just did. Because, I mean, where, I mean, capitalism has only existed for 400 years, and yet it has existed. That's, that's less than 1%, less than a tenth of a percent of human history. But it, ha it is there, and it has changed a lot of things, obviously. So it's got to come from somewhere. Um, and maybe it is uh, coming from our DNA. But um, socialism also comes from our DNA, too. Socialism rises in the shadow of capitalism. You can, it's hard to have that. It can exist before, but at least according to, according to Marx, uh, it's got to come after capitalism. So I'll just do this. Okay, it looks like you're saluting me. <laughs> I am. <laughs> With your left hand. Um, yeah, so I found myself writing a moment in my book where a police officer salutes an American flag short, like American flag shorts. Yeah. Because you have to salute the flag wherever you see it. Right. So there's like a very fat man not wearing a shirt or shoes, but just wearing American flag shorts. Which I believe is illegal if you're really going to get down to the nitty gritty probably, of flag probably, yeah. law. Oh yeah, probably is illegal. Um, and, but people still do it. Um, they have American flag shirts. You don't see shorts that often. No. I, I don't think. Why? I Why guess not? Obscene, yeah. Another brilliant marketing idea. <laughs> um, so the police officer... Rather than, like, you're supposed to, you know, stand up and, like, put your hand over your heart right. to salute the flag. Um, but instead, the police officer, like, gets down on his stomach and stretches out, stretches his arms forward and puts his face on the ground, like, so he's kissing the ground. And also keeps his leg legs out straight and then controls his breathing, only breathes through his, his nose, and then forces his heart to beat uh, the you know, like national anthem, the rhythm to the national anthem. Cool. Very yeah. Cool. So that's, that's the proper way to worship the flag and anything less is, um, is unspeakable. Sacrilege. Yeah. Sacrilege. Uh, speaking of worshiping the flag, I've been, uh, watching the, uh, documentary on the Vietnam war. The, uh, I hate that documentary. Tell me why you hate it. The first line of the documentary is like, if it's they say something like the Vietnam war was begun with only the best of intentions. <laughs> Did you watch the whole thing? No, I couldn't stand it. Uh, it wasn't, it's not pro-Vietnam at all. It, it really shines a pro light. It's, you're right, it's not pro-Vietnam at all. It's pro-America. No, 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 it's not pro-America at all. It, what it does, and you should watch more than just the first line, uh, is it talks about how the smartest people in the room were just a bunch of fucking idiots. Well, that's, that's kind of the theory, because this is what on the Trillbilly Workers podcast, Trillbilly Workers Party podcast, which is really good because... You know, these are people living, I think, in, they live in eastern Kentucky. I talk about them. I've talked about them here. All the time. I love their podcast because they're really funny, really smart. 
and they have such strong accents. So, or one of them does anyway. And it's just like really interesting to listen to people who sound. The stereotype you'll see is that people from that part of the country are just all a bunch of fucking idiots, and there's no reason to pay attention to them. But um, we need to get, somehow trick them into voting for us every few years. Um, that's basically it, and then we, you know, toss them out. Um, so they, shit, I lost my train of thought. With the trillbilly guys, how they're actually smart. Right. So they, you know, they're always engaged in Twitter battles with blue checks and. A lot of people, it tur- like a lot of the Warren and Pete supporters on the internet or the prominent ones um, are all like students at Harvard or like grad students at Harvard. So you would think they're really intelligent, but they give the same fucking bullshit answers to questions that all the other idiots give. Well, I know. Okay, well, you know, we I think we have discussed my history as a musician when I was in college playing at Amherst College. Uh, and seeing things that make the uh, Animal right. House movie look yeah. tame. My just, friend, my friend just Rich horrific. Uh, said he, he appreciated that story. More yeah. stories more stories about how smart people are actually dumb. Well, Amherst was not a hard, uh, an easy school to get into. And still, we're supposed to have, still is not an easy school to get into. But it is if, you're, you know, if your parents went there, if your dad went there, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you're in. You know? uh, but if, you're, if you don't have that connection, it's really hard, almost impossible to get into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned inbreeding before in Hitler's family. I kind of think this might be going on with uh, the, uh, the, the billionaire class, the elite. Because, <laughs> but we know, you know, we know they, that they're raping children. Um, some of them are Probably sure. here in Mount Desert, I wouldn't be surprised. Because we know, we know that the Federalist Society uh, vice president lives in Mount Desert. And that he has a mansion there that has probably like a whole... Sub deep subterranean network, uh, like uh, that guy, H. H. Holmes, the um, serial killer, f- like from the Devil in the White City. Um, I'm not the, familiar like, with this guy. Oh, it's a it, well. There's a great book called The Devil Devil in the White City, which is about this serial killer. I need you to stop drinking when you're talking. A serial killer during the Chicago World's Fair exposition or whatever, like 150 years ago. Somehow, I I read this book in high school, but when it came out, but somehow he constructed this like labyrinth labyrinthine house that occupied like an entire city block or something and he would lure people inside and like torture them to death and he did that to like a hundred people this is a true story true story and um it couldn't have been a hundred because oh it was a lot it was a lot it might have been a lot but we've had uh uh uh, mass murderers who are haven't killed a hundred people who've like set records you know in my lifetime like yeah i can't remember like i mean Every now and then, uh, we discover there's a mass murderer out there, and he's killed 10, 20, 30, 50 people. Mm-hmm. You had Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, right, right. Yes. Know, and every time one of these guys surfaces, they're like, he's the uh, most prolific mass murderer in American history, and the number keeps going up. But I don't think I've ever heard of anybody who's gone over 100. There was that guy who murdered uh, 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 prostitutes, a uh, black guy who I think... They just apprehended within the past year. He's old now, mm-hmm. uh, but and he I think been in jail for something else for quite some time. Serial killers though are typically white. Usually yeah, white. They're usually white men. Usually white, but there's there are exceptions to every rule. You have to remember that. Yeah. Did I tell you the disturbing story about the woman from like I always forget her name. It's like from the 1750s in England. She poisoned her husband for some reason and got caught. She was, like, tricked into poisoning her husband. I don't know what the fuck happened, but she got caught, 
they were they were gonna hang her and um somehow she knew you know i'm totally fucking up this story but i'm just gonna tell it my way anyway it's probably all completely wrong she knew that when you get hung or get hanged um you shit yourself usually like when you're done you shouldn't piss all over yourself i'd probably do that beforehand yeah um so she wore like black garters or tights or something under her dress um and when they were about to hang her she was like don't hang me too high because she didn't want people to see up her dress or like didn't want people to see her shitting herself after she was dead and then like the following year or something the laws in england changed so that you couldn't like hang maybe you couldn't hang women for like murder at that they were still hanging men i know for murder uh in the 20th century uh, yeah. I don't think they have a death penalty anymore, but they did. Hitler was, to go back to Hitler and Freud, he was obsessed with um, decapitation, um, which is related to um, castr- the castration complex. Um, and so, like, he instituted this rule, this law that said that anyone who mocked him in Germany would be beheaded, basically. And um, when he was younger, he would also draw heads. He would draw people's heads. He wouldn't draw their bodies. He would just draw their heads. Uh-oh. And yet... Because I did that for a uh, oh. history project. Every, all of us have a little bit of Hitler inside of us, at least. My um, history teacher like, was like, you got to redo the project. Because you only drew heads? Yeah, I drew heads of uh, immigrants, of Russian and Eastern European immigrants. Because this was a phrenology project you were uh, pursuing? No, no. Your uh, PhD in phrenology? <laughs> <laughs> no, they... <laughs> Uh, uh, my phrenology PhD, by the way, is an award-winning PhD. In All right, phrenology. we haven't even talked about that. Yeah, though. we'll we'll get to that. But no, this was just—it was me trying to scam a homework project, and rather than do, doing the reading, I I did drawings, which I could do quickly, and and so I could leave it to the last minute, and I drew three or four immigrants' heads, and my my teacher, who was a very brilliant man, was like, "No, go back, go back." You know, if you don't want to get an F on this, you better write me a goddamn paper. A, cu- a couple of my friends in high school history class created a... I think they're, one of one of them, at least, is listening, hopefully listening to this now. They created a magazine for, like, project for history, American history class, which they maintained was called Shitheads, even though it was spelt shitheads. <laughs> and, uh, the teacher complained... I think I already told you this story. This does sound familiar. The teacher was like, you can't have a magazine called Shitheads. I think actually a magazine called Shitheads is a brilliant idea. But uh, we should talk about the awards <laughs> controversy. Yes, yes. Uh, may I initiate the conversation? Yeah, please. Uh, I think I think anyone listening and... Any- Although we can't... I don't think we can use them by name. Maybe they'll sue us or something. Yeah, we don't have to use them by name. Okay. Uh, uh, have you noticed most businesses you walk into are award-winning businesses? And yet they all are just fucking garbage. They're pretty much garbage. <laughs> but they win... They have walls covered with awards. And the funny thing is... Now I'm 60 years old, and if anybody should be, you know, on the committees that dole out these awards, it's older people who've been around. They know the good stuff. They know the bad stuff. They know good service. They know good pricing. Good, good everything. I think the the, yeah, only, the yeah. only award I would give out is like this is the least shitty place. You know? Yeah, that's a good award. This yeah. isn't as shitty as every place yeah, else. Yeah. Uh, but I think even for my own work, they would say like, you know what? It's not that fucking awful. That's that's right. that's like a your very goal is high to, level of praise. Your goal is to not be as bad as everyone else. Yeah. Maybe not good. Good because good requires too much I, effort. I only fell asleep 
I managed to stay awake for like a few minutes while consuming your work, and I can't really say that about a lot of other stuff. That I look right, at. right. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Um, but not only have I never been asked, and I really think I should be, on one of these award-winning committees, you know, these the people don't the just awards. won't leave you alone. No, it won't. Yeah. It won't. Uh, but uh, I don't know anybody who has. I don't have any friends, like, calling me up and saying, you know... It's, it's, it's time, time to give out awards again. Uh, any suggestions? Or, God, I had a long night with the awards committee last night. We had to give out so many awards. Yet, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and now you can take over. So, as our many long-time listeners may know, I worked for a few months at a certain infamous local newspaper. Um, it's a very... It's an award-winning paper. Yeah, so... I mean, I, I could just talk forever about that place, but um, one thing that confused me about it, like, everyone hates this paper. Like, everyone hates this fucking paper. Um, I'm pretty convinced that, like, nobody actually reads it. Because People used to read it. It used to be a good paper. I don't think it was ever a good paper. But yeah, they, it was good when we moved here. But that was when it was not the same paper, though. That was the Bar Harbor Times, right, which is right. defunct. Um, but uh, just... <sighs> When I first went there, they kept showing off all their awards. And I was like, who the fuck is giving these people awards? This paper's fucking garbage. Um, and I only, I only worked there... First of all, I applied because my wife was insisting quite strenuously that I get a job, number one. Number two, I was surprised that they hired me and expected to be fired at any minute. Um, which eventually I was, after three months. And then number three, I only stayed there because... I couldn't quit because my wife wouldn't let me. And then, so I did, act, uh, maybe partly I was trying to get fired. Um, if not consciously, subconsciously. Semi-consciously, semi-unconsciously. The, the things you told me, you're really giving it on a conscious level, you know, <laughs> the old college trial. Well, I got fired because I refused to do my job. Well, I was, I, well, whatever. I'll get, I can, I don't know if I've already told that story, but, um, so I was just, like, really confused about why they had so many awards since the paper is such fucking garbage. Oh, I, yeah, and I stayed there because I was curious about how the paper, like, operates day-to-day. Day day. You wanted to learn the news business. I just thought that, yeah, I thought that Which would be interesting. Actually, yeah, but it wasn't because it was just the advertising business. Yeah, well, no, it was, I have to say, it was interesting for maybe the first, like, 20 minutes. Okay. And then, yeah, then it was three months of just such stale, staleness. Like, just stale, stale, stale. That's all that I thought. But, um... So today, so I'm, I'm uh, working some of that experience into a book, uh, a novel that I'm writing about zombies, and uh, I looked into, I was like, I never got around to researching, like, why they got these awards, because they, they got all the awards from one organization that, of course, I had never heard of, um, and I looked up the organization's website, and I found that one of the, like, you know, main committee members, like, one of the absolute higher-ups happens to work for the same company that owns this local newspaper that I worked at. So basically there's a conflict of interest between the award givers and the award receivers. They're basically, as we suspected, awarding themselves for their amazing work. I think, I really think you've crossed the line here. I think that just to insinuate that anything uh, corrupt could be going on here is, is just, you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I strongly suspect that this is the case with probably 99.99% of the awards you see on the walls of every well, shithole business you've ever been that's, into. That's, so every business. No. 
No, not, not every, every business. There's point oh oh one percent of businesses that yeah. don't put these awards up, or the awards they do put up were actually real awards. Although I don't know, I still don't know who's given out. You know, you've you've certainly confirmed my suspicions about awards, but even with that corruption, I'd still like to get in on the action. Oh yeah, because we're we're going to start our own like award giving organization yeah, yeah. and just we're relentlessly to... award us ourselves awards. yeah uh, your books will be awarded yeah. uh this podcast will be awarded What's my the name recordings the, will be awarded the name of the organization will be the not associated with the schwartz's association right yeah uh, right. so yeah about that newspaper i suspect although it has a circulation of about five thousand people i sus- began to suspect that nobody was reading it um because i would like, my job was just as the copy editor there, so one of the things I had to do a lot was, like, take in press releases and make it look like they had been written by a reporter at the newspaper. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast already. You might have, so make it short. Okay, so I, yeah, I basically changed the press releases sometimes. Sometimes I changed the content of the press releases, which I wasn't supposed to, to do. to make From, like, you know, there'll be a ribbon-cutting... No, 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 this no, no, no. That, Let me just finish this. There'll be a ribbon, ribbon cutting at this and that business, and you could say they'll be giving out gold ingots. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and we want people show up for the free, ribbon Free alcohol cutting. and cocaine. Right. Um, right. No, like I just said, for like this one lecture someone was doing about colonialism in Maine, I changed something to theft, rape, and murder, like which they would never have published on their own, describing like white people in Maine as being uh, thieving rapists. And um, it, the made it past the editor and was never complained about by anyone. So I was like, you know, I wonder if anyone is reading this newspaper. It doesn't really seem Do you like have it. a copy of that somewhere? I would really like to see that. That's really, really funny. Outrageous. That, and that's, outrageous. That's the one I can remember, but I did a lot more than that and I never got caught. Um, what I did get caught on was like forgetting to change an ampersand to an and or something like that. You that would just drive, that would drive the editor completely out of her mind. Um, so, well, not completely out of her mind, almost completely out of her mind, let's put it that way. Is there much use of umlauts in that paper? Because, <laughs> you know, people are very sensitive about that also. It was just always, like, really, really minor stylistic or typographical things that would really... I would get called into the office, like, 10, 15 times a day over this shit. And you just... It's, it's an art. It's not a science. So I can't catch everything. It's not possible. Um, and the thing is, people were complaining about copy editing errors before I got hired. And then after I got hired, there were no complaints. So, except from the person in the office. Except for the person in the office, who meanwhile was publishing a fucking garbage newspaper. <laughs> that nobody um, obviously nobody, reads. Nobody was reading They might start reading it now. You might want to let these people know that you've been putting out the word that, you know, there's all kinds of foul stuff I, that you put in the paper and I don't, people are now interested in it. I don't think the paper's going to last much longer. No, I don't think so. Um, which has me kind of concerned because it is useful to have, like, you know, even if the media sucks, even if it's just like a bundle of advertisements, it is It's important to have, to have like, local media. It someone really keeping is. an eye on, like, the various governmental organizations that are all over the place because Lord knows very few other people are. Um, so, uh, yeah... I don't even know. Oh, so, yeah. Like, why do they get awards? Oh, like, and the other thing I wanted to say is um, what Werner Herzog said about awards, because for a long time he was just viewed with nothing but contempt by everybody who was, anyone who was anyone in, like, the filmmaking business, even though he has way more talent than almost every other director who has ever lived, probably. 
So he said awards are for pigs and cattle. Because, you know, he, he'd been overlooked for decades. And his work like, is absolute genius. Yeah, yeah. So, fuck, fuck awards. Until we get a good award, actually. Well, when we get a good award, then we'll We'll be awarding team. ourselves awards. I think we should yeah. do one award a best, week. Best podcast in history and a universe award. Yeah. From the objective award givers. I think we can probably uh, put together, like, an actual, something that looks like an award and frame it. Yeah. And, and we can even post that, a picture of that with the podcast. I think we okay. should. Is there anything else you want to discuss because we're out an hour now? Uh, not particularly. Uh, I think uh, uh, it's just notable how even when the press talks about Bernie winning, you know, definitely coming out on top last night, it's not framed that way. It's always somehow framed around Buttigieg. It's always Buttigieg did not do as well as expected. And he and Sanders are the front runners. And, you know, they don't say Sanders won the debate. They say Buttigieg lost it. So they don't have to say the, the, the name there's Bernie a, or Sanders. There's a Vox article that says Bernie won the debate. I haven't there's an it. article in the New York Times and an article in the Washington Post that say the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and they actually... Uh, don't frame it that way. But, there's but the, if you look at if you look at any other news source, certainly a television news source, you will see that. I mean, the Vox article is called "Bernie Sanders Won the Debate." I haven't read it though. You um, might want to read it because it, it doesn't really. We can maybe we can see. Uh, no. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. We'll, we'll cut. We'll cut this out too. Um, we'll see how interesting, if it is like total fucking garbage, then maybe we can make fun of it, but it's not loading fast enough. Oh, did they change the title? Bernie Sanders showed us he's a very skilled politician. Oh, look at that. (laughs) I thought that was not the title of the article. It really was. Somebody, uh, maybe one of those guys who gives out the awards was like, you guys aren't getting any awards if you say Bernie won. In your headlines. Well, Vox is like part of some huge fucking conglomerate. That's why they're such fucking garbage. Um, and the article is written by Matthew Iglesias, who is... I know the name. He's, he was a, a supporter of the Iraq War, so why, I don't understand why he is still... Why anyone takes him seriously. Um, all of those people should have been flushed down the toilet um, 15 fucking years ago. But somehow they're all still there. They're all still in power. Um, CNN polls, Sanders leads as Buttigieg grabs momentum in New Hampshire. Uh, Chris Matthews rants about Bernie Sanders and socialism. That's funny. I saw that. I liked, I liked that. Yeah, he said... You, you, you actually said that to Yes. Me. He said that if uh, Fidel Castro had somehow like conquered the United States, um, which would have been really cool, by the way, um, that like uh, Chris Matthews would have been executed like in the middle of New York City, like on a street, you know, in New York City. And I was like, but, that just that's, makes it sound like really cool to me, I guess. Uh, uh, but... Also, you know, in, in uh, uh, Matthews, or Castro's defense, sure, they might have killed Chris Matthews, but think of all the cigars, those wonderful Cuban cigars we could have had. Those cigars are really, like, I'm not a big cigar fan, but let me tell you, if you're going to smoke a cigar, smoke one from Cuba. Okay. Yeah, they, it's just, I mean, this article, I don't even know if it's worth talking about. It's just. Do they know. actually say in the article? That Bernie won. I, I bet it's full of... Senator Bernie Sanders is a highly skilled politician. and it, So that means 
He's a liar. We shouldn't fucking trust him. And at Friday night's debate, he showed it. The Democratic Party is polarized right now between Bernie's fans who insist that democratic socialism is the way forward and an establishment that's terrified Sanders will bring electoral doom. I don't think that's actually true. I think they're terrified that Bernie will win. That's it. They don't care that he will lose. Basically, if they lose, they all keep their jobs. Like with the They keep their jobs. Debacle. It's great for the media. Yeah. If Bernie loses, it is just like... Uh, it's like uh, if they, green grass and high tide forever. I don't know what's... Spondylix forever. You know, like before... A week before Trump won the election, I tried to write... Because back then in my... That was when I was a liberal. Even, even though I was a Bernie supporter, I was also a liberal. Because um, there's a lot of liberals who support Bernie, actually. Um, not, all, not all of us are, are socialists. Um, and according to uh, our crazy communist friend, who I believe blocked me or unfriended me on Facebook now... Yeah. Um, uh, I'm a liberal, according to him. I'm a, I'm a fascist, according to that guy. So, uh, yeah. Um, I tried to write a short story about like what would happen if Trump became president, and I was unable to con even conceive... Uh, I, I couldn't write it. Like I was like, oh, he would just like fire all of our nuclear missiles and kill everybody on day one or right. something. And yet we're still here in this fantasy world, um, and the fantasy world is about to get a lot fucking crazier. If Bernie wins the primary by a significant margin um, in New Hampshire on Monday... It's Monday night, I think. should be... We should know... Assuming the DNC doesn't rat fuck us again, which I think they will. I, I think gonna be, they're just going to, they're, they're already, you know, getting out the lube. Yeah. Because um, we talked about this. Like, they have everything to lose if Bernie wins. And nothing to lose if they if they try more of their shenanigans. Because it's really, that's it. We, have, yeah, we don't have any other choice. We have nowhere else to go. And they know it. What they don't understand is uh, they will uh, put the kibosh on any enthusiasm for whoever they pick. I think I think there will be, this is me, me being a little cynical, but there won't be, you know, the people who hate them, hate them, and the people who um, tolerate them will tolerate them, basically. Um, yeah, so I think they are definitely going to try to rat focus, and I really hope that Bernie's people are ready to deal with it. Um, because, well, yeah, it's like, if Bernie wins there, if he really crushes it, um, that's it. That's he'll win. I I'm pretty sure he'll win the nomination. If he doesn't win there, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a much harder slog, um, and his victory a is a longer not, slog certainly. It's his victory is not gonna be completely guaranteed. It's never completely guaranteed, I guess, but it'll be a lot easier if he just fucking pulls it off. Um, yeah. But really, at this point, it's like accomplishing that means he needs to have like the greatest army of lawyers that anyone has ever seen. Um, at every polling site, he needs to have people making sure that things are working the way that they're supposed to work. Um, but, uh, okay, so the truth, however, is a bit more boring. Far-left politics isn't really a winning hand. Bernie is a centrist, by the way, according to international standards. But Sanders himself is an effective player who consistently outperforms the partisan fundamentals in his races. Those talents were on display Friday evening at the New Hampshire debate, where he stayed relentlessly on message, emphasized the popular aspects of his agenda, and avoided major pitfalls. As long as he can avoid the trap of believing too much of his own hype, he has the... I'm gesturing... like what, what, Violently! What the fuck is wrong with this guy? He has the ability to craft a winning message for November. So... Oh, okay. Bernie avoided pitfalls on healthcare. Sanders' most obvious vulnerability by far is that over the course of his two campaigns, he centered a Medicare for All agenda that, while popular as an abstract slogan, tends to become politically dicey when people kick the tires and examine details. Fuck you. Fuck this piece of fucking shit. That's why people fucking hate this guy. 
fuck him. Fifty thousand. You know what's interesting? Fifty thousand. Let me let me just let me let me just okay. Fifty thousand people die a year because they don't have health care in America. Half a million people go bankrupt in a year every year because they don't have health here. Fuck this piece of shit. A million people are dead in Iraq because of this fucking piece of shit. This sets me off, okay? When he talks like that. All right? It's like, yeah, Canada can have this shit, but we can't. It's What's too, interesting. It's too hard. What? Everything is impossible for us unless it comes to invading other countries. Fuck this piece of shit. What, what's interesting is they talk about the tremendous cost of Medica- Medicare for all. I agree. It's incredibly expensive. But it's more expensive, you know, per person... To go with the system that we have with private health, why, health why insurance. Is, why is this piece of shit not writing articles about how expensive it would be to invade Mexico? Which, by the way, Pete Buttigieg said he would do. It's on the Sacramento Bee. He said he is open to invading Mexico. Which Donald Trump also threatened to do. He threatened to invade Mexico. But for, for whatever reason, the sensible center has not seemingly decided to um, examine uh, this, this parallel between Buttigieg and Trump. Which is that they're both warmongering maniacs. Well, it all depends where your money's invested. If you're invested with arms manufacturers and you're not right on the Mexican border, you'll not only be fine, but you'll probably do very well. I just, I don't even know if I can, this article, this has come up time and again at previous debates, but typically with Elizabeth Warren as the subject of scrutiny. Friday night, it was Bernie's time in the barrel. As Joe Biden argued that Medicare for all will cost more than the entire federal budget we spend now. So the idea... We're already spending that on healthcare, though. That's what they don't... They don't state. It's obvious. That's the argument that Delaney made, like, a lifetime ago. You know, when Delaney was at one of those debates, he was like, it's too expensive. And then um, Warren was like, when did we become, you know, the people who just said that everything is impossible? That's not... She didn't say it as well as I would say it. But uh, she said something like that, and it was uh, pretty effective, what she said. But they're not talking... Bernie just doesn't even fucking care anymore, I think. Um, He's just up there... He views it as like a reality TV show, I think. Yeah. Um, he knows the real... Like, what I was watching at the debate was when they finished and the candidates walked off stage because right. CN... I think it was CN... Whatever the... F- whoever the fuck it was. They I were was paying, watching like ABC, I think. They were paying attention to Bernie and Buttigieg. Bernie hugged his wife and walked off the stage. Buttigieg hugged his husband. It seemed awkwardly to me, honestly. Um, maybe it was because... It didn't look awkward to me. Why do you say it was an awkward It looked guy? awkward to me. I mean, I'm, I'm biased. It looked awkward to me, okay? Because there are people out there who think that Pete isn't even gay. That, like, not... There are gay people who think he's not gay enough. There are other, like, completely insane, mentally deficient people like me who think that Pete is not gay at all and is only pretending to be gay because otherwise he's just this fucking shithead from South Bend. Um, but now he's a gay shit. I was, like, researching other gay presidents because... Pete, I think he strongly implies that he would be the first gay president. Who was a gay president? Buchanan. I've heard tales of Lincoln, too. Lincoln is rumored to have been gay, but I looked into it and I couldn't find any definitive proof. Um, I think there's a lot of... I would suspect there's a minor conspiracy among historians who are not comfortable with the idea that Lincoln might have been a little bit gay. Um, But uh, Buchanan was like... A bachelor who lived in the same house. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but let it's like hundreds of years of dudes living in the White House and a lot of um, let's just say interesting characters there. So it's it seems like one of them must have been at least a little gay, which means that yeah, just by you know percentages, just you know there's what what yeah right like what is it one in a hundred one in ten people are gay or something whatever the number is it's i think it's like 1.5 percent and but there's 
there's so much variation. There's there's pe- there are people who are bisexual. Yeah, for instance. Yes, yeah. That's what I that's what I suspect Lincoln probably was. So so if like, basically for a gay president to have been in the White House, he needs to have. <laughs> what does he need to have done in order to, be considered gay? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, we could invite some gay friends here to, to uh, you know, outline that for us. Because okay. we're not really qualified to speak on the subject. I guess not. Um, I do, well, okay, so if it's 1%, we've only had 45 presidents, then there's a chance that none of them have been gay. Okay? But I think I think the percentage is probably higher. In my life experience... I don't know whether it's just because I gravitate towards people who, uh, I don't know, are not uh, proud business owners. I gravitate towards artists, creative people, uh, uh, interesting people. A far higher percentage of people that I'm friends with and have been friends with have been gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I have lots of gay friends, which means it's okay for me to be homophobic. Right. There you go. Yeah. That's really what yeah. I was getting at. Yep, yep. No, I just think in my life, the percentage, I guess what I'm trying to say, has been substantially higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, yeah, I don't know uh, how much more we want to talk about how gay Pete is. <laughs> um, and now you, you, This could spark a shitstorm. I just, yeah. Uh, this art, I'm just looking at this article and thinking if I should, if I should keep, keep reading this, um, Say one more outrageous thing. One more outrageous thing. No, it's just every fucking line of this article is a fucking lie. It's a distortion, a lie. It's fucking bullshit. And people, people look on Vox. Even I look on Vox as like, you know, it's a it's centrist garbage, but it's like relatively accurate. And um, I don't know, they write like long articles with lots of details. Uh, But this, if like literally every sentence that is not a quote from Bernie Sanders is a fucking lie from this, these fucking pieces of shit. So, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen when Bernie... I think... It seems like Bernie's going to win. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Bernie's going to win. Um, and then the whole... Like, Trump, as it turned out, was really not a huge change from previous presidents. Because that's what I was arguing when we started talking. That's... The, yeah, I, I I disagree, but you do make some valuable points. Valid points there. Some. Some. points. Uh... So, I, but I do. I think that, uh, in the words of the True and On podcast, which I also love, um, Bernie will be the first non-child rapist president we've had at least in this century. So uh, <sighs> that's something exploding off the wall in the bathroom. Ignore it. Okay. On that note, shall we? Shall yeah, we that's adjourn? that's God saying it's time to. It's stop. time. It's time. <laughs>